What's going on, guys? It's Brandon Lewis here. Look at these stories that we have, stories you'll never get from Tennessee's mainstream media, nor will you have uh, some kind of notification from the House Republican Caucus uh, telling you about these things because they'd rather you not know. Here are some of the headlines that we have, guys. Tennessee House Select Committee on Rules kills rule change that would have provided more transparency in government operations. Tennessee legislature opens with new House gallery policy, keeping more citizens out. We also have a fantastic little story about bills filed to combat Bill Lee's uh, complete abuse of his executive orders that he used to punish small business owners and uh, individuals and taxpayers all over Tennessee during the scandemic. More about that in a moment. Family Rights and Responsibilities Act presented uh, but rolled, unfortunately, to February after sitting in the General Assembly for over a year. Kind of let you know their priorities. Tennessee parents left with limited TCAP data now that letter grades are out. Basically, they deleted all the bad data. Let's get into that story in a moment. Bills filed to terminate Tennessee's parents' rights after six months of substantial noncompliance. I'm skeptical about that. And a bill to ensure religious freedom protections from Tennessee clergy has another chance to pass this session. Guys, this is Brandon Lewis with your TenCon Big 7 weekend update. Do follow us on Twitter. Hit that subscribe button. You can also text the word news, N-E-W-S, to 423-205-5600 and get in our list for the newsletter so you can get things that the social media uh, uh, bigwigs would normally hide from you further Further, further, uh, you can also find us on Gab, Getter, Truth, MeWe, and Rumble. We are on Facebook, but they throttled us about two years ago and haven't let us grow at all. <laughs> so if you're seeing us on Facebook, you are darned lucky. Um, before we get into uh, these stories, I want to give my political advice to Tennessee Ed Commissioner Gonzalez. If you've not seen her testimony, you should look at it. Now, I don't agree with the Tennessee hauler, and they don't agree with me on most things. But occasionally we get together uh, as Democrats and conservatives to say, what are the Republicans doing? Case in point uh, was this apparently uh, uninformed DEI hire, Gonzalez. She probably checked all the boxes for Governor Lee uh, in that department. She was asked some very simple questions by senators uh, about what's going on with our education system in Tennessee. This is the lady who's at the tippy-tippy top, right? If anything's going to change, if anything's going to get better, it, it comes from the top, right? So all this rests on her shoulders. And she gets simple questions like about TCAP scores and, and what are the components in the letter grades and can we expect any improvement uh, in academic achievement and what's our plan to, to bring that about? And so Ms. Gonzalez, unfortunately, did something that she shouldn't do. Uh, she tried to tell a little bit of the truth, <laughs> which is not what you're there for, honey. You're not there to tell the truth to those senators. You're there so those senators can uh, ask questions, make themselves look good in most cases. And then uh, you're also there to defend your poor performance, right? And so uh, you did not do any of those things well. Uh, instead, you, you really uh, revealed that you have no plan, uh, that Tennessee kids are going to be left in a terrible position in 2024, and that everybody's asleep at the wheel, uh, and, and you're trying to hide TCAP scores from parents so they can't really tell how bad their F schools are, and there are a lot more F schools than what are ranked. So here's my advice to Ms. Gonzalez. 
what you need to do the next time. I'm sure you've got some minion uh, in, in that bloated bureaucracy y'all call an education department that, that will relay this to you, so here it is. Number one, you need to start lying. Don't even hint at the truth. What you gotta do is make these big promises about what government education is gonna do to improve the scores and customer satisfaction even though we've been trying it for 40 years and it's never worked. That is what you're expected to do, to lie through your teeth about the results. The second thing you need to do is, uh, last night I was with my 11-year-old uh, doing vocabulary words. I was testing her on vocabulary words for school. You need to find out what the vocabulary words are and the meanings of those words if you're going to go in front of a Senate subcommittee again. You are completely ill-prepared. Completely ill-prepared. They were asking questions that I knew the answer to. I do this as a part-time gig as a volunteer. You should know far more than me. And it is a shame that Governor Lee um, couldn't do any better than the pick. Finally, Ms. Gonzalez, here is the standard playbook and Penny Schwinn mastered this. Here's what you need to do if you don't want to watch your educational career in government be ruined. Number one, we've already talked about lying. Number two, you need to dazzle people with BS words that mean nothing but sound really good. Now here's the, the last two things I would tell you to do, and this is very effective. You need to make uh, some kind of ridiculous program uh, up out of thin air that is going to solve the problem, and then you need to beg for more money. That's what Penny Schwinn did. I think she put raccoons uh, in superhero outfits and did a bus tour of her reading with kids. Like they come up, they, they pay these graphic designers and these brand people probably millions of dollars to basically pretend like something is being done even though the scores stay exactly the same. So to recap, Ms. Gonzalez, if you're going to keep uh, your job, uh, and I'm sure since you're performing poorly that Bill Lee will retain you, that tends to be his track record, you need to learn to lie, you need to take a vocab test, you need to invent some ridiculous program that, that has no chance of working, and then you need to ask for a bunch of money. And then step number five is, after you've been here for about two or three years in this position and nothing has changed and in fact may have gotten worse, you need to move on to your next educational failure. That's how it works. That's how it works. You go from failed system to failed system and you just keep moving up the ladder. And let me tell you finally, <laughs> Why what you're trying to do will never work. I started my own school. The Academy for Professional Painting Contractors started it myself from scratch, developed my curriculum, franchise grade systems. If my business could get revenue, could get paid, no matter how happy the clients were, uh, if, they, if I could get paid uh, no matter how bad the results were, and if I would never get fired and my staff would never get fired and if the client could never leave me, where's the incentive for me to improve? This is how government schools are set up right now. You could double all the money going into government schools, but with this incentive structure, or rather you could call it a disincentive structure being in place, they ain't no way you're ever going to improve anything, which is why Bill Lee is pushing for vouchers and we've not seen any bill language, but it's got to be better than what we've got. Guys, Let's get into this first story. Tennessee House Select Committee on Rules kills rule change that would have provided more transparency in government operations. Representative Brian Ritchie, a true conservative, uh, proposed a rule change that would require all votes in the House Committee to be a roll call vote. That means you would actually know how your committee members voted. I know, this is terrible, terrible idea. Sexton's all about transparency, right? Lambert, all about transparency. Faison, all about transparency. It, except the votes in committee 
which are the most damned important things in the legislature, period. You're being lied to. On with the story. Instead of the current voice vote, which doesn't keep a record of how representatives vote in committee hearings. Not one Democrat or Republican on the committee voted in favor of this because they want to continue to hide how they actually vote. Had Ritchie's rule passed change, there would always be a record kept of how representatives voted for each bill, thereby offering transparency to Tennessee voters. Roll call votes are already employed in the Senate side of the General Assembly, so it only makes sense that this practice be carried over to the House. Come on, guys, let's put our thinking cap on. The rule change proposed was voted down in an overwhelming and ironic voice vote. Can you not? A voice vote where neither Democrat nor Republican on the committee voted in favor and you wouldn't know anything, right? Richie said, quote, Tennesseans from across the state on each side of the political parties are asking for transparency. I'm completely confused and disappointed as to why an elected official does not want their vote to be accurately reported each time. Well, he's not really confused. He knows why they want it. Uh, it's to hide. It's to hide. It's to do the bidding for the left-leaning corporations while running your mouth about being a conservative back in your district. We all know this. Interestingly, Majority Leader Lambert, who chaired the committee, promised to take a roll-call vote on the issue but took a voice vote instead, stating there was no need for a roll-call vote because the measure had not garnered enough support. I am so glad that we've got folks like William Lambert who want to give uh, policing powers to illegal aliens here in Tennessee and non-citizens I'm so glad that people like William Lambert are looking out for us. Great work, Will. Keep up the good work. Uh, <laughs> Lambert further defended the voice vote process, stating all the votes are already listing on the Capitol website, which is a lie. It is a lie. You go try to look. It's, it's not on there. Republicans that voted against transparency for Tennessee include William Lambert, Tandy Darby, Jeremy Faison, Andrew Farmer, Rusty Grills, Gary Hicks, Curtis Johnson, and Sam Whitson. Let me read these names again. These are the elected officials who do not want you to know how they are voting. William Lamberth, Tandy Darby, Jeremy Fazy, uh, Fazen, Andrew Farmer, Rusty Grills, Gary Hicks, Curtis Johnson, and Sam Whitson. The usual suspects. Next story. Tennessee legislature opens with new House Gallery policy restricting access. The House of Representatives is operating with a new access rule to restrict public entrance into the upstairs galleries as the legislative session opens in 2024. Even it is set to take up many critical bills under House Speaker Cameron Sexton, the king of transparency, the king of access for the people's house, right? House members will be issued tickets they can give out to 99 people who want to sit in the upstairs gallery. Uh, in addition to lobbyists, according to reports, several people were turned back from the gallery area Tuesday. Uh, House Assistant Clerk Daniel Hicks says the tickets are part of the new policy set by Speaker Cameron Sexton. Ninety-nine tickets are being given out, but the east side of the gallery holds 120 people and the west side holds 128, according to Hicks. So that's 120, 240, 99, so you want it to be at about 40% capacity. Guys, if you want to reach the most engaged and informed conservatives in the state of Tennessee about your political event, your candidacy, or uh, anything that you think conservatives would care about, or if you just want to support our mission and get a tax write-off uh, in the hopes that we can help you generate leads, and in many cases we can, uh, please do reach out to Jason Vaughn. You can email him at news at tennesseeconservativenews.com. That is news at tennesseeconservativenews.com, or you can go to the front page and hit ye oldie advertise button. We need your help. All right, guys, 
Bills filed to combat executive branch overreach in response to Governor Lee's use of emergency powers. Do you remember? Maybe you do. When Governor Lee told us uh, if we wanted to worship God in person, that we were selfish. Do you remember when Governor Lee canceled holidays? Do you remember when Governor Lee told us, face it, masks work? Do you remember when Governor Lee pushed the vaccines because there are no side effects and they stopped transmission? Do you remember when Governor Lee shut down small businesses while he let his buddies in big box corporate America keep their businesses open? Those are all abuses of the Constitution and executive authority. We have had many bills come before the House, and it just amazes me that the leadership in the House is so poor that they will not recognize that the Tennessee House is a separate branch of damned government. They should want to keep their power as a legislative branch, but instead they want to kiss the butt and lick the boots of Bill Lee so bad that they can't even put this through so that you can be represented in an emergency by a separate branch of government. You might as well ask for a monarchy. Here we go. Thank goodness. Last week, Senator Mark Pody, a true conservative, filed Senate Bill 1642 to effectively restrain the governor from renewing or extending a state of emergency without the General Assembly first passing a joint resolution in its favor. Bill, if we're in such a damned emergency all the time, which any, for you, any emergency is something that gives you more federal money or more corporate money. That's your emergency. I understand. We've had emergency sessions in the past, and it's about giving corporate money away, corporate welfare, or maybe taking away gun rights. Those are your, those are your definitions of an emergency. But a definition for Tennesseans on an emergency is when you shut their businesses down and when you try to ruin their way of life. That is an emergency to them, in which case they need to have somebody else to appeal to. There needs to be consensus. It can't just be one person. And the General Assembly hid the entire time behind Bill Lee's coattails instead of taking action when they could have. The joint resolution could be passed in either regular legislative session or an extraordinary session if necessary. If an emergency order expires and the legislature has not granted the governor's permission to renew or extend that order, SB 1642 would also prohibit the governor from, quote, uh, declaring a new state of emergency for the same disaster or occurrence that is an expired emergency within one year following the expiration of the state of emergency. Another bill on emergency orders that has been filed this session uh, uh, by uh, Brian Ritchie, 1615. Uh, would, as introduced, provide the violation uh, of an executive order, proclamation, or rule issued by the government cannot be enforced as a Class A misdemeanor. Right now, if you decided you wanted to go to Thanksgiving, uh, back when we were going through the scandemic, and if, if Bill Lee decided that he wanted to punish you for it, it'd be a Class A misdemeanor. People don't know that, but it's in the code. So... Currently, a Class A misdemeanor in Tennessee carries up to 11 months and 29 days in jail or up to a $2,500 fine. That's what Bill Lee wanted to impose upon you. Next story. Families' Rights and Responsibilities Act presentation rolled to February after sitting on the General Assembly calendar for over a year. Senator Mark Pody and Representative uh, Chris Todd are sponsoring a bill whose main purpose is to define and establish parental rights within the context of government interference or usurpation of those rights. Senate Bill 620, House Bill 1414 were both filed back in January of 2023, over a year ago. Uh, the bill text states that the liberty of the parent to direct the upbringing, education, health, and mental health of a parent's child is a fundamental right. All parental rights are exclusively reserved for <gasps> parents. Parents of a child without obstruction or interference from the state, a political subdivision, another government entity, or any institution. 
if y'all will remember, Penny Swin, uh, Mrs. Reynolds, uh, famed uh, predecessor, pushed out this huge draconian Orwellian uh, document that was about child wellness checks, which is basically that a state government caseworker could contact your kids to ask them if they're okay, to evaluate their mental health, even if they're not in government schools. The thing had to take months and months to put together. Bill Lee knew all about it, thought it sounded like a good idea to him. Later, when the truth was revealed, it was completely axed in silence. And further, the mainstream media in Tennessee never breathed a word about it. These are the times in which we live. The language of the bill will certainly draw iron for certain groups uh, in mention of the parents' right to prohibit exposure to materials, topics, ideologies pertaining to subjects the child's parents find reprehensible. Also mention of the rights of parents to be informed uh, before a new name or pronoun is attached to their child without their consent, and there's no sort of medical treatment, whether physical or mental, is prohibited without parental consent. In a nutshell, the bill basically is here to, to say, which you would think we don't have to, our kids are our kids. Now, all of this stems, you need to understand, if you've tuned out, tune back in. All of this stems from one thing, and that is that the government schools are failing and they are cesspools for your kids. The only reason we have to pass laws that prohibit uh, teaching white children that uh, they're inferior and they should feel guilty, the only reason we have to pass uh, laws about not chopping off the body parts of kids, the only reason that we have to pass laws about not indoctrinating uh, kids to think that they are a sex that they aren't. Uh, you know, there are only two sexes. There's never been a man that's had a baby. But there are people that will insist that that is true and that they have. This is all in, in baked in to this government um, education indoctrination apparatus. And so all this, these bills that we have had to pass uh, in the last three years that are trying to reform education in some way aren't going to work. Because the people in the system are corrupt and broken. The whole incentive system in the education system is corrupt and broken. And so kids are never going to get a fair shake, frankly, until they can get out of it. Which leads me to my next story. Tennessee parents left with limited TCAP data now that letter grades are, uh, are out until sometime earlier this year. You know how we found out about this? I wanted to look for TCAP scores for a specific school. I had previously done this, although it took like lots of looking. They bury these scores so parents can't find them. I mean, I think they go to a, an SEO minimalization expert. And like, how can we put this online where nobody can find it without looking like we're trying to hide it? It's what it was like. So I went to go look for these scores again, and they had just disappeared. Now, the, the TCAP scores have good data. There are multiple characteristics uh, that they're testing for, and they give percentages of who's at proficiency. And that allows you to look at a school and go, is it doing well? Is it doing, is it doing poorly? And in, in what aspects is it doing well or poorly? Whereas these new letter grades, you know, they have just bumped every school up, you know, through some kind of arbitrary fashion. And just giving somebody an A, B, C, D, or F does not give them a whole lot of information to go off of, which is what the government school officials want. They don't want accountability. They don't want you to know the truth. They just want you to think everything's going to be just fine. And it reminds me, when I was watching that testimony uh, with Commissioner Reynolds, excellent performance, uh, Oscar winning, uh, the Democrat, who is probably a champion for government schools, they all are, was trying to tell her and coach her during that committee meeting on 
what she needed to be saying. Well, parents want to know that everything's going to be all right and that we're going to, we're going to improve their kid's score and, and we're going to put them on the path. And if their kids are behind, we're going to help them. That's what they want to know. And she said that basically over and over again, trying to give Gonzalez a clue that it's time to lie, honey. You need to lie through your teeth. And these are the lies you need to tell. So she needs to work on that. Tennessee Department of Education says that TCAP scores for each school will be available through their website when they release the 2023 scores sometime in early 2024. For now, this leaves the public with a limited amount of information pertaining to each school's TCAP scores through the new letter grade system, which is, in my opinion, intentionally and specifically supposed to be there to mislead people. The rating system, meant to give Tennessee families a snapshot of how their local schools are performing, currently gives a limited amount of information pertaining to these test scores for each school. Why do they do that? To keep you in the dark. There's no definitive date for when this data will be made fully available. Only the state and district TCAP data for 2023 is currently available on the TDOE state report card. Jason, if we have not done it yet, will you please, I think I've asked for this before, will you please do an open records request and ask for these daggum scores so we can post them personally? Just so somebody can find it, a citizen that's looking for it can find it. If you would find those scores, I don't care if it's paper form or PDFs, we'll scan it in and we'll post it. We'll do the job that the Tennessee Department of Education, with all of its resources, with all of its, uh, with all of its money, can't do. Tell the truth to parents about their crappy scores in their schools. Here's a sampling of how TCAP proficiency scores in English and math line up with letter grades issued by the Department of Education that also received an A. In West Tennessee, Lexington High School in Henderson County scored 45.1% in English language arts and 37.1% in math TCAPs. That's an A. That's an A. Let me read this again. In West Tennessee, Lexington High School in Henderson County scored 45.1 in English language arts. That means only half the kids are at grade level for reading, less than half, and only a third in math and TCAPs, but that's an A. That's an A for them. 37, a score of 45 and 37 averaged together gives you an A. In Middle Tennessee, Clarksville High School in Montgomery uh, scored 55% in English and 28.6% in math on the TCAPs. They get an A. An A. If you scored when you were in school, if you scored a 55 and a 28 and those got average, would those be an A? According to the Tennessee Department of Education, it is. And in East Tennessee, uh, Bearden High School uh, scored 53 in English language arts and 29% in math on TCAPs. A. This is ridiculous. You should be reaching out to your legislators and say, hey, I heard this report on the Tennessee Conservative News that y'all are giving people that score 50s and 30s in academics A's. Are you doing it to mislead people? What's the purpose here? Here's another one. Bill filed to terminate Tennessee parents' rights after six months of substantial noncompliance. This week, uh, Republican Ed Butler filed a bill that would effectively make it easier to funnel children away from their parents and into state custody. I wonder which uh, government bureaucrat got a hold of Ed and whispered in his ear. It wasn't a constituent, I can promise you that. It's amazing how we as the taxpayers pay for these government employees to go up and lobby against our rights and our interests at the Capitol. And every time there's a bill brought to change that and make it ethical and honest or any kind of lobbying reform, like the situation we've got with Bo Watson, uh, Senator Bo Watson, whose wife 
is the is one of the chief lobbyists for getting billions of dollars in corporate welfare for the Titans Stadium and every other major league team, even though there's no uh, guarantee of return for Tennessee taxpayers. And then when she gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, it goes right back into the Watson family bank account, and he sits on the finance committee. No conflict of interest there, though. It's all above board because if the if the wife of uh, the chairman of the finance committee comes to visit you, you're not going to treat her any different than just somebody off the street, right? Because all the rules of human nature are completely suspended in the legislature, right? It's, it's, this is just a hall of virtue, and they're just there to serve the constituents. They would never bow to the will of the corporations that fund their campaigns if that meant that they had to go against the wishes of conservatives back in their district. House Bill 1808 has introduced amends Tennessee law by requiring Tennessee's Department of Children's Services to file a petition for termination of parental rights within 10 days if there has been substantial noncompliance by a parent or guardian in the statement of responsibilities in a permanency plan over a period of six months. The shortened time frame of six months could prove detrimental to cases where parents have been falsely accused or assessed by DCS, which happens all the time. These kids, especially when there is a bitter divorce, get used as a political football. And I promise you, the government doesn't like to tell the truth very often, and they don't, they're not very good at finding the truth very often. So in these cases where your child may or may not be taken away from you, according to Ed Butler, he wants to make it easy. easier. If this is your representative, uh, Ed Butler wants to make it easier for the government to take away parents' kids. I think this is a bad thing. Especially after Tennessee state legislature passed a controversial bill last year, SB 1319, which increases the chances of parents being criminalized by DCS based upon anonymous obliga- uh, uh, allegations. Rather, Let me read this again. A bill was passed to increase the chances of parents being criminalized by DCS based upon anonymous accusations. I thought we lived in a, in a uh, state of laws. I thought we lived in a place where folks had due process. Republicans don't seem to think so. They're not big fans of free speech either or freedom of religion. We've seen it. Tennessee Valley Advocates for Freedom said the bill is, quote, accelerating uh, taking kids instead of trying to return them to parents. Yes, there are cases where termination of parental rights is the only choice, but there are far too many cases where uh, DCS is completely out of line. A permanency plan, as mentioned in the bill's text, includes a statement of responsibility and actions and tasks that must be completed by parents in order for them to regain custody of their children. Parents may be required to attend uh, parenting classes, seek counseling, etc. Uh, signing and complying with permanency plan is typically uh, read as admission of guilt on the parent's behalf. Now, here's the other thing. This is the same department that has received nothing but bad reports on their performance. Kids laying underneath desks, they can't place them, kids being abused, inefficiency, uh, people quitting in the department, like it's like a rotating no man's land of government employees. I guess it's a place you don't want to be. I have no idea. I don't work for the government. It's the same thing to me with this whole uh, idea you hear Democrats talking about with education, about is there going to be accountability for vouchers? Is there going to be accountability for vouchers? Is there going to be accountability for vouchers? But they never say, is there going to be any accountability for these failing government schools? What is that about? What is that about? You tell me. Once the permanency plan has been signed, the ability of wrongfully accused parents to make a case for themselves, prove their innocence, or get their children back substantially decreases. I understand that the government wants to hold people, businesses, and institutions accountable, but there's something curious. They never hold themselves accountable. 
they never hold themselves accountable, but they're, they're perfectly willing, ready, and able, and so is Ed Butler, to hold you accountable. Final story, bill to ensure religious freedom protections for Tennessee clergy has another chance for passage in this session. A bill introduced in the Tennessee Senate in 2023 and deferred to 2024 uh, has been deferred once again. State or uh, Senate Bill 0596, sponsored by conservative Senator Mark Pody, would provide protections for all individuals within the state from being made to perform wedding ceremonies uh, that they were not in agreement with if the circumstances of the marriage conflict with their beliefs. Like if you try to marry a dude and a dude or a girl and a girl as a clergy member, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, you got to do this, even though it expressly says in the Bible you, you're not supposed to, and this is not how marriage exists, and in fact, this, this other lifestyle is, is like an outward manifestation of, of, of sin, right? We all have sin. I do, you do, everybody does, right? Nobody is perfect, no, not one. However, we try not to just do the things that are overtly sinful in a permanent rut. And so Mark Pody's bill simply says, if you're a clergy member and you do not want to marry a homosexual couple, that you are free to exercise your religious beliefs, Okay. No official reason was given why the bill was originally deferred to 2023. However, amidst gun control protests and capital uh, toward the end of the session, the legislature's uh, rushed to shut down the session. Several pieces of legislation were deferred. The House version of the bill, sponsored by Representative Monty Fritz, another conservative, already passed during the 2023 session in March. On Tuesday this week, the Senate bill was uh, deferred to February 6th in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, Senator Todd Gardenhire, chairman of the committee, stated that they are going to try to group bills by issue for consideration so that if there are people that want to speak on a particular topic, everyone knows when to present in the chamber. Now, guys, what I did not do and what I should have done was ask you to give to the Tennessee Conservative News. I completely forgot to do that. <laughs> Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support. Hit that red support button. If you give any amount whatsoever, we will send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We will also send you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. And we will send you this directory of all your state uh, and local officials, many of which don't even want you to know how they're voting in the House especially. Uh, and if you give $50 or more, or if you give a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. This right here, think this, is, this could keep you awake even during uh, representative or not representative. This could keep you awake during Commissioner Gonzalez's testimony. This could if you filled it full of enough coffee. It actually, if you put coffee into this thing, uh, it will it will actually double the caffeine value. Uh, we have tested this, and it is true that all all statements are factually accurate. And this is this proud Tennessee uh, conservative koozie. We'll also send that to you, and you can use it uh, just like as if it were a glove. It's cold outside. It has multiple purposes and uses. Uh, I would like to quickly before I tell you what I'm doing this weekend, which I know is why all of you hang on to the end, uh, I'd like to just say some thanks to people. Uh, Andrew, uh, I'd like to thank you, Mark. I'd like to thank you, Robert, Terry, actually lives down the road from me, uh, Joseph, I could read these forever, um, Carolyn, who we got here, Janice, you know who you are, Janice, thank you, thank you, thank you, John, uh, you know who you are, got this nice note here, don't have time to read it because i got to get on to a meeting uh, from Deneen. Uh, we also have uh, gifts coming in from five or six other people here, I'm sorry, uh, Toddy, Stuart, who else we got down here? Belinda, and then finally, I think we got some more, but I can't read them all, uh, Diane. Thank you, guys. Uh, 
y'all have been so supportive of our publication, and it amazes me every time I go to the post office and there are people that will actually put their wallet where their mouth is. They're not just keyboard warriors. They're putting their time and their money into keeping Tennessee red. And so if you want us to keep doing what we're doing, uh, one, one of big project, I'd like to make an announcement here at the end. We're about to do a, uh, uh, an illegal immigration study. Uh, we're going to collect it. I bet we can probably get three or 4,000 responses. We're going to send it up to the legislature and ask if they plan on doing anything about it, in which case they will reply back to us, no. Our corporate overlords have told us to do something different, but we're going to send it to them anyway. And we have also designed a Stop Illegal Immigration in Tennessee bumper sticker that we are about to make available uh, to folks so that we can get the word out. When we surveyed people uh, about what they think the number one issue is in Tennessee politics and what Republicans should be working to fix. It's illegal immigration, yet I do not know that there are any bills dealing with it. If you know of any, please let us know. Now, what's going on this weekend? Well, tonight, I'm going to go on a date with the most beautiful woman on God's green earth. Pleasant, sweet, long-suffering. That's my wife. we got a babysitter coming over here. We're going to go out to eat for a little while. Saturday, I'm going to have to work, 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 work. This is my busiest couple of weeks of the year. And I've also got to um, do some chores around the house. we got this big windstorm. I just had the top of a tree blow down in the yard out there. So I'm going to have to go out there and saw that thing up for firewood. Um, and I'm just going to be working, working, choring. We might go rock climbing on Saturday and uh, on our way to church. And then Sunday, I hope to just rest because I need it. Guys, thank you for everything you do. Pay attention during this special session. Uh, look forward to our email alerts and our newsletter. We will let you know uh, when bad things are coming down the pike or if good things are coming down the pike that you need to support. Uh, we are the Tennessee Conservative News. We are the state's largest and only truly conservative news network. We need your support. We need your prayers. We need your donations. We need you to share our content and follow us on social media. And finally, if you've yet to leave us a five-star review in our podcast, just pause this thing right now. Go do it. You could count to 20 and you'd be done. Please give us that five-star review. It helps other conservatives find us. And finally, if you have a neighbor, you have a friend, you have someone who's constantly watching OAN, Fox News, listening to uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, Alex Jones, you, you name any conservative pundit, Ben Shapiro, uh, Matt Walsh. If you know somebody who's like constantly keeping up with these conservative icons about what's going on in our nation, but yet they seem to be utterly clueless about their state government, recommend our news source. Sign them up. Uh, send them the stuff so that they can be as informed as you are. Love you guys. Um, I mean it. I hope you are having a fantastic start uh, to 2024, and I wish you all the luck and all the peace in the world. I'm Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7. Until next week, signing off. Take care, guys.